my biggest message to people is live life to the fullest, right? And the reason people don't live a fulfilled life, um, because I wasn't living one a while ago, was because we're focused on the wrong thing. Welcome to Give a Heck. I am your host, Dwight Heck, and for much of my life, lived my life in quiet desperation, wondering how I was going to pay the bills, take vacations, save for retirement, and one day wondering if I would get off the hamster wheel of life and have purpose. A life that most of society lives, which takes us to work, then home, then repeat, and pays us hopefully enough just to survive. The harsh truth that most live with more months than money and have no idea how to live life on purpose, not by accident. This ensures the mass majority are living not just financially broke, however emotionally and mentally as well due to financial pressures. In each episode, I will introduce you to thoughts, ideas, and guests that can help you to learn how you too can live life on purpose, not by accident. Good day and welcome to Give a Heck. On today's show, I welcome Edwin Carrion. Edwin is a God-made millionaire, family-oriented investor, and mentor. Throughout his run, he has founded several multi-million dollar companies that specialize in real estate development, precious metals, transportation and logistics, investments, and business education and consulting. Backed by over 20 years of extensive experience in various industries, Edwin now shares his passion for entrepreneurship by training and mentoring others, since he realized most people don't live a fulfilled life, simply because people believe success comes at the cost of poor family life, unbalanced life, or compromising their values to achieve success. Edwin guides people in a path to living life to the fullest by having balance in all areas. Edwin's love and passion for living life to the fullest is fueled by three main core values that he gained while serving the United States Marines, which are honor, courage, and commitment, and also helping professionals and entrepreneurs achieve the success they deserve in life and business. Edwin is the author of Nine Secrets for a Successful Life and Business. Edwin says, I am here to share my knowledge and God-giving talent with aspiring entrepreneurs to address their problems by sharing what I know and learn from my experiences. I'd like to welcome you to the show, Edwin. Thanks so much for agreeing to come on and share with us some of your life journey. Dwight, thank you for having me. And to everyone listening, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Let's have an amazing show. <laughs> that we will. That's awesome. I like that. Cover all time zones in in the world when they're listening or watching this on YouTube. Um, I want to start off though, and thank you for your service, right? And why do I do that? People say, "Well, you're from Canada. Why would you thank somebody from the U.S.?" Well, anybody in the that's listening to this, because my podcast listened to in 34 countries now. Bottom line. Canada and the U.S. are like having we're, we're siblings. We're brothers and sisters. We are we have been united as long as I can recall. Even throughout history, we've been brothers and sisters. So I appreciate what the U.S. has done to better Canadians' lives, to give us support, to be there when we are are down, and we do the same going the other way. Obviously. Um, I just appreciate my U.S. brothers and sisters. So thank you again for serving. 
Thank so you. Thank Edward, you that. and I appreciate that because I think not only because um, I served in the military in the years, but I think every person that serves in the military that's supportive. Uh, it's a lot of fun to serve afraid because at the end of the day, they're doing something for their country. So thank you for that. You're welcome. So Edwin, one of the things that I focus on in my podcast, Give a Heck, is somebody's origin story. It's not just your background from the time that you, you know, finished high school. It's your true origin story, because I think we're Everybody on this planet is a combination of what happens to us from our earliest recollections to where we are today, the good, bad, and the ugly. So could you do me a favor from your earliest recollections, share what you feel comfortable with, of course, your life story from your earliest recollections to where you are today. Okay, perfect. Yes, I was born in Quito, Ecuador, um, raised by a single mother from a very humble home and uh, came to the United States at 12 years old. I was fortunate enough to come here and life in Ecuador was nice. I mean, I mean, being a kid, I think uh, most kids, uh, when, when you're a kid, you have no worries. You have no, you, you don't know what's going on in the world, right? So you, you try to have fun and try to enjoy the life that, that you're given. Try to just kind of play all the time. And that's my recollection when I was a little kid. But, you know, being a podcast and kind of just always talking about my life story, make me think back that maybe life wasn't so great. Maybe... I just chose to have that great life. And from a young age, I decided to have that positive mindset, to have that uh, mindset of thinking that, you know, life was good, that there was nothing wrong with life. But in retrospect, you know, growing up without a father, I think that's something very bad because you want that role model in there. You want the male role model to be there in your life. You want to see that what it feels like to have a, a, a balanced family, uh, a stable family. You want to see what it feels like to see your mother have somebody that loves her and and treats her right and protects her so and then when my mother came to the united states she left us back for three years so she actually had to make that the tough sacrifice of leaving us behind uh, even though we're staying with our aunts but it's, uh, as a parent like i could never see myself like leaving my kids to make the sacrifice for three years uh, to kind of just give them a better so it's, it's a hard choice that you have to make that you have to think of that I kind of went through now that I think about, right? But I'm very fortunate enough. I'm very happy that the, the biggest thing that in my life was since I always had God in my life, I really didn't need that father figure because I had that in my life. Um, growing up, I saw things in a positive way, in a good way, in a happy way. I was so extremely blessed. And sure enough, coming to the United States, that was, that was to me a blessing, coming to a, a world of abundance, a world where you see uh, what you didn't get to see back then, where you used to watch that. I, mean, I used to watch that in the movies and I used to say, oh my God, that looks so awesome. And coming to the US was that. So that was my story way back in the day. And then moving forward, um, coming to the US, uh, growing up here in the US, it was an amazing experience. Um, biggest thing I remember coming here without speaking English. And when I go to school for the first time, I see Spanish classes on my schedule. I'm like, oh my God, Spanish. I'm like, I'm going to kill it. And then come to realize I walk into the Spanish class and everybody's speaking Spanish. So I wasn't the only one that speaks Spanish. So it took me a while to learn English. I mean, until now, uh, 30 years later, I'm still trying to figure out how to speak English, right? I have to say that. <laughs> uh, and uh, besides that, 
I joined the United States Marine when I was 19 years old, had an amazing career. And, and I say I was, I was really blessed because I had an amazing career. Not only did I travel the world while I was in the military, but I was also able to guard the American embassies around the world. I was there to open up the most expensive embassy in the world, which is the, the one in Moscow, Russia. And then from there, I was able to meet uh, foreign dignitaries. I was able to train with the CIA, DEA, FBI, you name it. So I got to do some really cool stuff that only maybe like the top 5% of the Marines get to do. So being blessed in that sense. And I think the biggest blessings for that is, again, going back and always having God in my life and, and knowing that he will give me all the desires of my heart, knowing that if I put a little, a little bit of effort into the things that I want in my life, I'm going to achieve anything that I want in my life. Wow, that's I, I like that. It's you know throughout the theme already of us communicating, just like myself, God comes up a lot. You know, things happen for us, not to us, and we don't always understand. But you know, God did so much for you. That's amazing, though, that you can sit back and think about you know what your mom sacrificed, leaving you with your aunts to go and come to the u.s so that you could you know have a better life but i agree with you it would it would be almost impossible for me to be away from my kids for three years but i think about it in a different light though you being in the marines and you know how many people are in the military or even in careers or jobs where they're away from their family sometimes for three months six months nine months and it's a sacrifice for the greater good of, of humankind that a lot of people do it. And even in your mom's case, it was a sacrifice for her own little world, her family. But in the greater good of it, look where we are today. Now you're out coaching and supporting and helping others and making a difference. And that started right from you getting into the military right yes. doing all the great things you did at the embassies that's that's cool to have worked and trained with the fbi the cia but you know it always ties back to god god allows yes. you and give yes. you opportunities but you know what i always tell people and agree or disagree with me it, 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 that would be fine you still had to have the ability to say yes to it God sends us people all yes. the time. God sends us opportunities and people don't seize them because they're sitting back feeling sorry for themselves. And even if they're not a praying person or if they are, they're talking to the universe or they're praying to God saying, bring me this, help me this. And things are coming to them left, right and center and they just can't see it. So congratulations on seeing those opportunities and getting to a point where you are today serving you know, your fellow human beings on the planet. Thank you. You're welcome. So Edwin, I love how you state that you're a God-made millionaire. I myself, you know, as it's evident, I'm a God-fearing person who attributes my successes in all areas to my life. When life knocks me down, whether it's in an area of my faith, my family, or work, God has always brought me to wherever I require to live a purposeful life. So many okay. in life pray for happiness, success, wealth. And when I believe they should be praying for guidance, you know, to help achieve what they want to they want to achieve. I always think of the phrase, God helps those that help themselves, even though it's, you know, overused. I believe it to be a very true phrase. And it is not directly effective, as we just talked about, 
our lives. He gives us free will, the ability to make yes. our own choices, good or bad. What is your take on God's influence in our life and how has it helped you become a millionaire? Okay, so so the influence, number one is setting those those values, right? Setting those strict values in our lives of uh, who we should grow up to be or the type of person that we should become, right? And, and God was such a forgiving person, such a, like you could say, a perfect person in the world that we should, since we are created in the image of God, we should be that type of person as well. And, and it goes into saying that having values, like being kind to another one, like I, I mentioned to you uh, uh, when we started talking that I was feeling sick and I was feeling down and you said, let's reschedule. Having that empathy into people that people don't have, correct? And, yes. and it's just being that type of person that, you know, we care about other people. We care about other people's feelings. We're there for the people that are not always looking to see what's in it for me so that's you know what having god in my life has done for me but also at the same time uh one of the things that i always teach people and i actually wrote that in my book which is called nine secrets for a successful life and business um i teach people that the first thing that you need to have is faith and when we have that faith in god when we have that faith um uh, in this in the higher power and whatever you want to call it right i call god because i'm a believer of god but when you have that faith in him and we understand that we are made in the image of him, then we have to have faith in ourselves. And we start seeing ourselves with that faith. Then we, we looked at ourselves as God, as our own God at the same time, that we know that we can accomplish anything we set our mind to. Because now we believe in ourselves. There's no doubt that even if you could tell me that I'm the worst person in the world, if you tell me that I'm never going to amount to anything, because that, those are things that have been said to me. And you could tell me whatever you want to tell me, but because I believe in myself so strongly, because I have that strong belief in God as well, and then I believe in myself so strongly, there's nothing that you could tell me that is going to stop me from accomplishing my goals and my dreams. Yeah, that is so true. Um, for people that are God-fearing, those that aren't, that's whatever, whatever works for you. You know, I'm not here to criticize, neither is Edwin, but God is, for me, the energy that I can tap into myself and it's an internal perpetual energy that I get because of my belief in, in God and the faith that I have, that there's always better for me to achieve, that there's always around the corner, somebody that's going to be there. That's going to give me a smile, a kind word, a supportive gesture or action. And I do it the same in kind. So I'm always looking, as you mentioned, kindness, I'm always looking to, spread kindness um because at the end of the day what's the point of life if we just are, are so self-serving right if we're, so, we're not looking to be that person and uh, you the people listening can't see but you'll be able to see then the viewers look at the pen i've got right be kind, yes. be kind right so you know just little reminders like that not that i it doesn't come naturally but it's always something that is comforting for me to remind myself, be kind and constantly coaching on that and talking about it with the people that were are within my life. But I like the fact that you talked about we have to set our values and so many people just don't have a clue. And we'll get into that more in regards to core values in a moment. But as well, faith is something that is severely lacking in our society today. What do you do specifically to help people that don't have faith? What do you say or or what do you do to develop 
something like faith because I believe faith is something that needs to be worked on. Yes, yes, and 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 one of the biggest things on that one is that um, I always believed in God since I was a very kid, right? But it's, it's, it's a big difference between believing in God and having a relationship with God. And that's one of the things that I needed to learn. I needed to learn to have a relationship with God. And, and you know, what kind of relationship we have? Um, being raised Catholic most of my life uh, until I was 20 something years old, um, I always prayed and it was always the same prayer, right? Uh, and then, uh, um, what's it called? <laughs> I just love my thought right now. It's a, um, in Spanish, Padre Nuestro, um, our father. There you go, our father. Yeah. So it was always the same prayer, right? It's repetitive because that's what happens in the Catholic Church. And that to me was my relationship with God. But when I started learning and understanding more about God, I started building a bigger relationship. When I became a Christian, I started like understanding when the pastor was talking to me because just like I go to a lot of, of business seminars and I go to a lot of business things to learn more about business, I started looking um, at the word of God as something like that. So I started understanding it more and taking more in that everything that is in the Bible applies to everything in life, applies to even to business, which is crazy to see that. And one of the things is, yeah, like, you know, on the Bible, it talks about abundance. So um, a lot of people have that negative mentality that because you believe in God or because you're a Christian or because of this, you cannot be successful or rich. And no, it tells you that because there's so much, so much abundance you have to become successful. You have to become rich so you're able to bless others with everything else that you get. So it's always changing those mentality and, and building that relationship with God. And when you ask, what do I do um, to help others that don't have the faith, don't have the belief, um, there's nothing that I can do because the one thing that I learned early on is that you cannot help someone that doesn't want help. So all I end up doing is delivering my message, just talking to them and and sharing my experience, letting them know that I am where I am today because of my values, because of my beliefs. And if, if, if I could share a little story right now. Last year, I was doing a speaking event in London. And after my speaking event, after I finished speaking on stage, you know, I always talk about God. I always talk about faith. I always talk about values. When I finished talking, there was a gentleman, 62 years old, and he says, you know, my whole life, I was never satisfied. I never was, had nothing. Like, how do you get close to God? And because he never believed in God. So he's like, I want to believe in God. And that's how I affect people's, um, people's lives. But talking about what I believe in and the life that I'm living in. And when people see that, they want that. It's just like when we watch those movies about God, how good he was and how he walked and he had, you know, all the disciples following him and all the miracles that he made. You know, that's all we have to do. Just walk in the path of God and and be who we are and people that are in the dark place, people that are missing things, people that want what we have are going to come to us and say, how do you have it? How do you get it? How do you achieve it? And that's when you talk to them and you tell them, this is what I did. And this their choice to do it or not. Yeah, that's, that's so true. There's two things I keyed on that I jotted down here. <clears throat> One, you talked about the Bible applies to everything in life. And I tell that to people all the time. You know, I've been in, into personal development now for more than 30 years of my life. And I, everything that I listen to and read keys back to things that you can find in the Bible. And, you know, it, what's one of the, the best personal development books, I believe, and it's still the number one best-selling book in the world on a yearly basis, 
because it does have such amazing messages in there from the start to the finish. Um, there's core values within side of the Bible. There's lessons, there's things that can teach you and develop you to have a, a strong faith, a strong uh, core value system. And I, I, it makes me smile because I've had this conversation with people like, I, you know, I, I'm the person that likes the Napoleon Hills, the Stephen Coveys, you know, the Carnegie's of the world, the list goes on. But at the best of it, start with faith. And, and if you're a Christian or, or a God-fearing person, you don't necessarily have to be a Christian and you believe in your whatever your script is. Some people don't call it the Bible. Most of it has what you need to develop in your life and, uh, you know, help you achieve and move forward in a, in a way that's going to be kind to humankind. Um, and the next thing I really liked was you must be willing to share, right? That's how people like the person that come and talk to you 62 years of age is because you were sharing and you were being vulnerable people connected with you and then they want more you give them a little bit and they come to get satiated more and it's because we need to share our stories our vulnerabilities like you you shared about your experiences coming from um ecuador you know i believe you said it was 12 years of age you know you come to the u.s you share those stories with people it gives them the ability to connect because sometimes throughout their whole life they don't have anything to connect to to say wow there is somebody out there that feels the same way as I do. Or maybe there's only one commonality in a whole story that we share, but it's enough to give somebody faith so that they can be willing. Because as you mentioned, you can't give somebody faith. They have to be willing to want to change and your vulnerability right. and your stories is help. So thank you for sharing that. Listeners, you know, never be afraid to be vulnerable to others. Obviously, choose who you're going to do do that with because not everybody's going to be kind. As Edwin mentioned, he had people that weren't necessarily always kind to him, that weren't always supportive, and those aren't the people you want to be vulnerable with. You want to look for an association and a group of people that are very supportive with, with what you're trying to achieve in life, or have the ability to look at you and say, "You know what? You 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 can be more. You deserve more." And yes, you know. Be willing. And that's the number one baby step to having a purposeful life. So Edwin, you mentor people to live. We'll get into that now, a purposeful life. In my last 20 years of business, I've found, as I know you as well have, that most do not live a fulfilled or purposeful life. I know I've yes. discovered many reasons why this is the case and have many processes I personally help people with to stop living a life by accident. I would enjoy hearing your take on why so many live an unfulfilled life. Um, yes. And, uh, and I love that. And that's why my biggest message to people is live life to the fullest. Right. And the reason people don't live a fulfilled life, um, because I wasn't living one a while ago was because we're focused on the wrong thing. And we're concentrating into, for example, when I went bankrupt, before I went bankrupt, my focus was because of my background, because what I was coming from, because of my upbringings, I was just concentrating on making money. And that was my goal. I want to be rich. I want to have money. I want to have all this power. I want to have all this success. And that was my focus. My focus was none other than that. And when I went bankrupt, I realized that 
all the time that I spent trying to achieve that goal, trying to become successful, trying to become rich, trying to have like this money, the power, uh, it was for the wrong reason because at that moment I walked away from the most important thing in my life, which was my relationship with God, my family, taking care of myself, uh, going to the gym, looking good, like taking care of my health. And the moment that I did that, I realized like, wow, you know, if I were to die today, I'm going to go back on my life and said, I should have done that. I could have done that and have all these shoots all over myself. And I love the way Tony Robbins says, like, you're going to shoot all over yourself, right? And that was me at that moment. And then I realized, like, wow, I need to change my life. I need to make sure that I live life like it's going to be my last day. I make sure that I do everything that I wanted to do in my life. Make sure I live no life with regrets. And just focus into doing the things that I wanted to do, uh, living my perfect life, living my best life. And the moment I started focusing on that, it's so amazing to see how God works in so mysterious ways is that everything in my life has started changing and started becoming good. And yes, there's always the struggles along the way. You know, life is not perfect. There's always bumps along the way. There's struggles along the way. There's moments that are tough. There's moments that are rough. But in the overall picture, I could say that I have an amazing life, right? Because that's how we live life. And, it, and now, if I look back on my life and about it was, I was about to die today, I'm like, wow, what a freaking ride. Like, what an amazing life did I live. Like, had, I did everything that I wanted to do. I had all the things that I wanted to do. Uh, I was able to leave my message, share my experiences with so many people. So like that, that carries on a legacy. So when my grand, when my grand great grandkids I, li- I try to find out about their grandfather or their great-great-grandfather. All they have to do is just Google my name. And now they might listen to this message and say, you know what? My great-great-granddad, he was such a God believer and he lived such a good life. Like, why can't I do this? And I can't do this. And just, you know, inspire them that way. I love that. Living an intentional life every day. You and I have so many commonalities, similarities. It's amazing. It's It's God- directing us to be with one another even the little hiccups we've had to get to this actual podcast this conversation it it makes me smile because so many people live with a life of regrets and they're not grateful for all those even the hiccups the trials and tribulations in our lives have given us a direction or or a refocus a reframing of where we need to be and I love that because it's so true. We just need to, we need to have gratefulness and gratitude. So many people, those listening or watching, having gratefulness and gratitude just for being alive today and living in the present moment is sometimes the biggest struggle, but it's actually sometimes the easiest thing because we don't need to focus so much. You can plan for tomorrow. I I teach people goal setting. You can plan for tomorrow, months, years in the future, but living today in the present and creating that legacy. I love how you said that because I talk about that all the time. You are creating your living legacy so your great great grandkids can know their their you know their grandpa and know what he right. stands for. And and that's exactly what I focus on is is leaving behind a legacy, a roadmap that shows that I had my vulnerabilities, I had my trials, I had my tribulations, but I had my successes and everything focused back for me with the fact of my belief and faith in God, right? In my ability for him to bring what I need in life. I just need to be open-minded and be grateful for it. And you also talked about the fact, I wanted to mention that too, 
you mentioned about Catholic and praying. I'm Catholic. I'm a practicing Catholic. And I pray. And what you're talking about with the Lord's Prayer is rope prayer, right? What, what yes. people talk about where you're always scripting the same thing. Well, there's a way around that. For those that are Catholics, it doesn't mean that you're not faith-bearing, because I am extremely. But within my prayer system, I have... I talk to God. I have that connection. I have that relationship, as you mentioned, where I communicate, where I actually have gratitude. I'm grateful. And when I say those rote prayers, like the Lord's Prayer, I actually give context to the words. Don't just rattle something off like you see so many people, not even in, in Catholic churches, in Christian churches. I see oh, yeah. it in, yes. in all forms of churches that I've been in throughout my life, where they just everybody's in the congregation is just speaking out what they've learned. And it's just, there's no feeling, there's no connection. And they feel like they've served their purpose and they literally leave wherever they congregate, whether they call it a church or a synagogue or whatever, and they really haven't connected to So to have that relationship, you need to actually be connected to what you're saying, what you're hearing. And that's sometimes the biggest things because people get distracted. So, when you want to have a great connection to God, stay focused. Like Edwin was saying a few moments ago, stay focused on the right things. So Edwin, you follow three main core values that you gained while serving the United States Marines, which are honor, courage, and commitment. Can you share what these three core values mean in your life and what they have done for you as well? Oh, yes, yes. Um, so those core values, again, and we talked about a minute ago, right? What are our values and where do they come from? And they come from uh, from the Bible first. They come from God, right? From from, from me being a, a godly man. And as a young kid, as a young, uh, as a young adult, before I went into the Marine Corps, it was always, you know, be a man of your word, do the right thing, um, and just have faith. And And when you translate that into... When I went into the military, it was like do things with honor, and honor means being a person of your word. And when I started looking at things like that, I'm like, oh my god, you know, like this is who I am. I am a person of my word, so I have honor in everything that I do. I'm an honorable person, and I have to make sure that whatever I do in life, I'm able to do that. And the moments that I have done things that don't follow my values, things have gone wrong because I'm walking away from my values, I'm steering away from them. So honor is one of the most important ones is that be a person of honor, be honorable, do what you say you're gonna do. Um, and if you can't do it, just own up to it. The second one is into courage. And courage means that have courage in anything you're gonna do in your life. And if you're gonna start a new business, have courage to do it. It's okay, are you afraid? It's okay. But just be bold and do it. Are you going to ride a bicycle? Are you going to jump over a plane? Have the courage to do something in your life. Because the moment that, uh, I always tell people, you only have two choices, right? Uh, and whatever you do in life, you have two outcomes, a positive and a negative. So if I'm going to jump on a plane, I have the two outcomes. Number one, have the best ride of my life coming down. Or number two, be afraid and close my eyes all the way down and don't enjoy anything. So you either choose fear or you choose excitement. And that's everything in life, how you do things. And that's part of being courageous. You know, you choose fear or you're choosing excitement in your life. Um, if you're going uh, to travel to a new country, do you want to be afraid that 
thinking that somebody's going to steal you, somebody's going to kidnap you, somebody's going to do something. Or you go and enjoy the moment that you're there. And the same thing with business. Are you starting a business knowing that you're going to succeed or are you starting a business thinking, am I going to fail? What happens if I fail? What's going to, what's going to happen? So those are the two choices that you have. And that, that's part of being courageous, of having courage of doing something in your life or for yourself. And the last one is commitment. So whenever you're going to do something, I always say you have to be committed to doing it. And a lot of us nowadays, a lot of people don't have that commitment, don't have that commitment that, hey, I want to start working out to take care of myself to lose weight. And within a week, they lose that commitment. They say they were going to commit it, and then they lose that commitment. And something happens along the way. And the biggest one that I notice nowadays is that when we get married, we make that commitment uh, to God. We make that commitment to our friends, to our family, and to the person in front of us that we're going to be there no matter what through thickness and in health. And sickness and in health, right? And uh, what tends to happen is that a lot of people just take the easy route out, which is walk away. You know, this relationship is not working out. And instead of working on it and figuring out how can I fix it and do whatever it takes to fix it, you just walk away and say, you know what? Divorce is the best way. Divorce is the, the easiest option. Let's go through there. And I think in life, we need to take those commitments seriously. We need to make sure that just as we work in business so hard to make sure that we become successful, just like as we work as in our jobs so much to be able to be good providers, we have to make sure that we are committed to the other things that are important in our lives, which is our relationships, our family, our friends, and, and other people in our lives. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I like the fact what you talked about, have courage to, you know, having courage and your analogy of the jumping out of a plane, are you going to have your eyes open realizing there could be a bad outcome, but at least you're enjoying the journey of that experience? Or are you closing your eyes and just living in fear? Well, so much of life is like that. I look at the decisions I've made in my own business or decisions that I've, you know, I'm thinking of doing and I'm fearful of it when in reality, just do what you think you is is best and the outcome of it, whether it's positive or negative, be grateful that you even had the opportunity to make that decision, that choice, whether the outcome is what you wanted or not, just move forward and learn from it and be grateful and move on to the next day. So um, I like that. Thank you for sharing your three core values. My three core values that I live by there, some people have eight, 10, and I've seen long lists of core values are very simple. I just have faith, family, and work in that order, right? And it has served right. me my whole life since I was a young lad. So thank you for sharing. So Edwin, you're an accomplished author of a book called The Nine Secrets for a Successful Life in Business. I know writing my book was very cathartic and helped me to discover so many ways, you know, and so much that I had not shared with others about my life and in business. What was your journey like writing your book? And can you give me a couple examples of how it will help someone that reads it? Yes, um, it's funny. Um, when I started writing a book, the first thing that I had to do, my mentor told me, I just want you to write down nine things that, nine things that you could teach somebody, right? And I'm like, what do I do? What do I write about? And um, you know, obviously the thing was how to become good in business, how to succeed in business, how to scale a company, how to grow a company. So I'm like, okay, let me just kind of write down what the secrets are, right? Because everybody that sees you successful, everybody that looks at you with success, like they always ask you, like, what is the secret sauce? What, what, you know, what, uh, how did you become successful? What's the secret there? 
And um, just like when I see friends of my mentors that they've been married for 30 years, I ask them, you know, what's the secret to, to a long marriage? So I think in life it's all about, it's not so much about a secret, but is it, what do we do? And then we kind of put in a secret that becomes intriguing for people. And that's why I named the book uh, Nine Secrets for a Successful Life and Business. Um, and it's funny because the book that I wrote prior to writing that book is called uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Gold Buyer. And, and, uh, and this book, Secrets of the Millionaire Gold Buyer, talks about how I created a lot of wealth through precious metals during a recession. And, and going from that, understanding what happened there and what are the things that I needed to do there, that's when the, um, the second book came out, which is Nine Secrets for a Successful Life and Business. And then that book talks about, and, and talking to a lot of my friends, a lot of millionaire friends, and when I mentor people, uh, you know, what process do I take them through? What steps do I guide them through? And, and they're very simple steps, especially the first one that we mentioned a minute ago, it's faith, having faith. And that's one of the secrets is having faith in, in, into something because as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as going through life as a husband, as a father, there are times in our lives that things suck, that things are bad, uh, that there's nobody that we could confide to uh, because we don't want to be judged because we don't want to, uh, we just want to be heard, right? So at those moments is when I turn to God and I say, God, like, you know, this is going like this and. I don't know what to do and, and how can I do it? And, and instead, instead of me turning into alcohol or into drugs, into something like that, I just kind of turn into God and, you know, give it all my, to God and give everything to him and tell him, you know what, this is in your hands. I know you're going to make it right. I know you're going to help me get through. And then sure enough, through the, you know, through that process, through that meditation, uh, without judgment, without anything, God gives me the light of what's going to happen next and how should I cope with those problems that are happening at that moment. And, and it's amazing to see that. And, you know, that's part of, of, of faith. And the second one, like I mentioned, is, you know, believing in yourself, knowing that no matter what happens, if you really want something in your life, you are going to be able to achieve it. And, and, and not only material things, and that's how strong the faith has to be in yourself. Right? That's how strong the faith has to be in God. And the example that I always tell people is that growing up without a father, you know, my biggest desire was to have a family of my own. And I'm blessed to have a family of my own. But also, I wanted to be a father because I wanted to know what that feels like. And when I started thinking about, um, I, I had to become very intentional. And I said, you know what? Um, I want to have daughters. That's all I want. I just want daughters. And nowadays, I have two beautiful daughters because I was so intentional in what I wanted in my life, in my faith. in what. I, and, and it's crazy to see that you know, that God does give you all the desires of your heart. And that was my desire to have a beautiful family, to have two, to have daughters as my kids. And I have that. I think God didn't give me a boy. He gave me daughters, what I asked for, what I wanted. Wow. It, it's, it's all intentional. I like how you said though, you know, turn to God when so many people, and I'm not here to judge anyone that's watching or listening We've all had in one point in time is in our lives, some sort of an addictive personality to something. It doesn't necessarily even have to be drugs or alcohol. Some of the deepest and darkest places in my life, I was able to climb out of that valley of despair because of my connection with God as well through prayer, through, you know, not saying, God, why is this happening to me saying, you know, God, this is what I'm going through. 
please lead me the right people. Please help me find the way, right? Give yes. me direction, focus, give me energy to find the solution to my current circumstance. And just about every trial or tribulation in my life, Edwin, has come back to the fact that I had that connection, that reality of my life that with God, I could accomplish and achieve anything. The time frame, well, that's up to me. You know, it's not up to God. You know, people will sit and blame God. Why did you allow this to happen to me or this and that? Well, God didn't do anything directly to you. You know, you, you unfortunately did it to yourself because of your lack of, of, of focus or maybe your circumstances at that time didn't allow it and you didn't pivot you didn't change so my message to anybody listening would be find the proper associations and on that journey of finding the proper associations give it up to whatever you believe in if it's the universe talk to the universe for edwin and i yes. it's god right we talk to god we ask for support and direction and focus so edwin if you had to give our listeners one last closing message, what would you tell them in regards to giving a heck and never giving up? Ah, I always say, if you do not know where you're going, you are eventually going to get there. <laughs> Short and sweet. That is so true. Um, yeah, I love it. There's not much you can add to that except for sit down, work with people, find out where exactly you want to go figure out your purpose. And it takes effort. It's not like I don't think for you, Edwin, I know for myself, I didn't wake up one day and just know my complete purpose in life. My purpose continually gets fine tuned as well as on the journey of my life. Um, how about yourself? Do you continually find that your purpose is getting uh, fine tuned throughout your life? Uh, every single day. And, and, and one of the biggest reasons um, for me having that clarity and me uh, understanding how to fine tune is the mentors in my life. And, and I think it's extremely important that people understand how powerful it is to have a mentor in your life. You know, we, we spend so much money and we, we, we just spend money in other things, but we never spend it into the one person that is going to get the biggest return on investment and that's in ourselves. And, and to me, having a mentor has been the biggest return on investment because uh, what I learned and what I have accomplished and the things that I have done because of my mentors, um, I can, you can never put a value to it. It doesn't matter how much money you spend. I can never put a value. Just understanding, uh, having a relationship with God, like that has no value. You know, it has no monetary value of how much that changed my life. Understanding that, how to grow a business uh, or, or how, how to be able to speak. So I'm able to deliver this message and I'm able to impact people's lives you know, that has no value. And my mentors have done that for me, have given me that clarity of, hey, these are the steps that you're going to take in order for you to be able to fulfill your God-given talent, to be able to fulfill the purpose that you were put in this earth for. Yeah, it is so true. I, I look at as well, like you mentioned, invest in mentorship. Uh, there's so many people that invest in member, member yeah pardon me, excuse me, mentorship. And they can't, they, they expect immediate results because we're such a society that wants instant gratification. So yes. those, those watching or listening, 
I have been involved with mentors for 30 years of my life. I belong in the last few years in masterminds. You can't expect something to happen overnight. Even myself as a, as a coach to other people in both lifestyle and finance, I still have mentorship. I still need to have my ability to um, be the best version of me corrected sometimes. Sometimes I can't get over myself. And just like, um, here's a story for people, a pilot in a plane has a co-pilot for a reason. They help them do little course corrections. For me, a mentor is my co-pilot. They're the person that's helping me do little course corrections throughout my life so that I stay on track. Does it always work? I'd be lying if I said it does. Sometimes I am so into my own self-pity or, you know, sabotaging myself that, you know, that's when I need my mentors even more. That's when I need to be vulnerable. As you mentioned prior in the conversation, you need to share, you need to let people know where you're at so they can help you correct your course in life. So thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? No, no. Thank you very much for having me here. And I hope everyone enjoyed and got at least one golden nugget, because I think the most important thing is that, you know, what did you get out of this? And can you implement this in your life? And and if you're able to take one little nugget from this whole episode, I think you and I serve our purpose of serving others and being a blessing to other people. Yeah, thank you for that. So one last thing I'd like to ask and to respect our listeners in your time. What's the best way for people to reach you, Edwin? Best way is find me at edwincarrion.com. That's my website, edwincarrion.com. You could get my free book, Nine Secrets for a Successful Life and Business. And follow me in all social media channels from there. It has a link to all my social media channels. Fantastic. I'll make sure that goes into the show notes. Those new to the show, you can find the show notes. Um along with the links to reach out to Edwin at www.giveaheck.com and just hit the port portal button for podcast and you will see the show notes as well as the complete transcript of this show. So thanks so much for being on Give a Heck, Edwin. I appreciate your time and sharing some of your experiences so that others too can learn. It is never too late to give a heck. Thank you for taking time out of your day and listening to Give a Heck. If you find value, I'd appreciate you sharing with your friends and family so they too can learn how to live life on purpose, not by accident. So you do not miss the next episode. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and please also post a review. I look forward to reading your comments. This has been Dwight Heck. If you want to check out other podcast episodes or today's show notes, please check out my website, giveaheck.com and until next time together let us all strive to give a heck